he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys. Let's creep. So Nick Vial posted a TikTok that completely shook Bachelor Nation. If you know what I'm talking about, we're going to get into a story that has some slight Bachelor in Paradise spoilers. I guess it's how you define spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything to do with Bachelor in Paradise spoilers, we're going to put a timestamp right here that you can scroll ahead. Scroll to 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. So Nick posted this TikTok the other day and basically soft launched Victoria Fuller and Greg Sadboy Grippo's relationship. Thoughts. Well, my thoughts are, how is he allowed to do this? How are Victoria and Greg not getting slaps on the wrist from the show? Which leads me to believe, I saw that you um, wrote that this is also your theory. I 100% agree with this theory that he is doing this on purpose to create hype for the finale because the show otherwise is so boring. He like, being the only thing I can... Yeah, because he's friends with production. They help him. He helps I them. feel like ABC is behind this. So I've been like doing a lot of research of what people think on Twitter mm-hmm. and Reddit. And it seems like people are thinking that ABC planted this. And this has become the biggest story from Bachelor in Paradise. And it's not even happening on the show. So yeah. for Victoria and Greg to just be able to walk around Italy, be seen in an airport, be seen... Like there's multiple photos of them together. Someone brought up to me like when Hannah G and Dylan were an engaged mm-hmm. couple, but Bachelor in Paradise, their season hadn't aired yet. They had to walk around in disguises. They had only safe houses. You have to be really careful about where you are in public. The fact, why are they just allowed to sit on a plane together? I wonder if it's different though, because Greg wasn't actually on the show. But Victoria is. But like, since they weren't both together on the show, like I think in Victoria's case, she's just hanging out with her friend, Greg Grippo. Greg Grippo wasn't even on the show, so he doesn't even have any obligation to do so. Whereas like Hannah and Dylan, they got engaged on the show. They're both like in a contract that says they can't be with people from the show. Well, I guess that brings us to, are they just friends? No, because Nick captioned the video, soft launch, and in the video on his TikTok, Victoria puts her arm around Greg and kisses him on the cheek. I will say, I got so many DMs from you guys saying Greg looks miserable. I don't know what we're expecting otherwise. He always looks miserable, though. I think that's just his default state. He's probably happy. He is the wet blanket energy king, after all. I don't know what else we're expecting here. Mm -hmm. But... Soft launch is definitely implying that they are, in fact, a couple. People are mad at Nick, actually. People are saying, like, out of all people to, quote-unquote, spoil this, why was it Nick? Someone so removed from the franchise. It just seems silly that a 42-year-old is the one doing the soft launching of this Bachelor Nation But couple. that's why I think it's, like, part of a greater plan. Like, I literally think the show is like, hey, Nick, go spoil this real quick. We need ratings. Because this is right. the only thing anyone cares about from the end of the show, from the finale. And you know, this is what I normally like. I love when there's drama outside the show after the fact, like when Jen's mm-hmm. girlfriend gets exposed or Ari and Becca are going to break up and then he's going to go to Lauren. Like, I love when there's a show outside the show. So yeah. I'm here for this because if the ending, I'm sorry, was just Serene and Brandon getting together, I will skip it. Love yeah, them. No, there's nothing exciting about that, though. So people are pissed at Nick for doing this. On mm-hmm. his podcast, he had guests that actually questioned him on this and he actually defended himself for what he did so this is what he said you did post 
some photos and videos on your Instagram story. Of my friends hanging out. Correct, you yeah. did. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then you decided to make a TikTok about it as well, which I believe you captioned soft launch. Of game, <gasps> yeah, game night, yeah. Of Greg and Victoria. Oh, I don't then. think you were soft launching game night. I wasn't talking about them. You were soft launching game night? Sir. <laughs> you were soft launching the fact that you were hanging out. Well, I'm not really speaking to any relationship status, but other than the fact that they are hanging out. LOL that he's like, oh, I'm soft launching game night, but also, oh, I'm not talking about any relationship status, just that they are hanging out. It's like, okay, well, which one is it? Are you soft launching game night or are you soft launching this? Because you literally just said both in that same sentence. And once again, I get anxiety when Nick talks. Well, this is just like, this is like legitimate gaslighting. Oh yeah, I was just talking about game night. No, you weren't. Stop lying to us. You're trying to trick my brain into thinking I'm crazy and it's not gonna work. Yeah. He's like, did I soft launch? Yeah. Does it mean anything? No. That's why I think this is all just, this is a plan. He wants us to be doing this right now, which is why I'm like, we shouldn't even talk about him. Cause this is what he wants. This is what they want. They being the show. Another factor we should bring up is Johnny. So we warned you guys and said that there was going to be spoilers here. I'm going to say mm -hmm. another spoiler that is going to happen at the end of Paradise. I told you so. Here it comes. So Johnny and Victoria do get engaged at the end of Paradise. So this all is happening so soon after that it kind of gives me like Katie Thurston moving on with John Hershey vibes and how everyone rallied for Blake because it was like, how is that really fair that you're so publicly rubbing this in his face? I wonder once this all is said and done, if people are going to rally behind Johnny because he just has to watch this. Like his fiance, I'm obviously ex-fiance now, but this doesn't seem right. And I feel like Johnny, I want to hear Johnny's side of the story because yeah. how can, can you imagine like, this is why people should not be getting engaged on this fucking show. Because clearly if you can take an Italian vacation two weeks later, you were never ready to get engaged to that other person. It wouldn't have been that well, easy. Well, we don't know it was necessarily two weeks after they broke up. Oh, I, think I know. It could have been months, but they got engaged like in the summer. Okay, so this is an E! Online article. And what's weird is that there's no named source. The source is just an insider. So it says, it seems Victoria and Greg have found their own paradise with the source noting the two are, quote, getting very serious. They have talked about moving in together soon and what that would look for, like for them. As for what happened in Mexico that apparently led to Victoria finding love outside of paradise, fans will just have to tune in to the season finale set to air in two parts on November 21st and 22nd on ABC. Yeah, so the source was literally Mike Fleiss yeah. trying to promote the show. Because it, why would it be written like this? Who is the right. source? Mike Fleiss. He, he's the source. I am convinced. I thought this anyway. And then after reading this article, I'm like, guys, who reads this and says, oh, my God, they're moving in together? Like, no. I mean, who? I don't know how serious they are. But the fact mm -hmm. that they're like, find out all that more Tune on in. Yeah, yeah. Not buying it. Icky, icky, icky. Do we think that Greg was supposed to be in paradise and Victoria wanted to see him there and we ruined his chances by blowing up his spot with Clem Moss? Yeah, guys, I don't know if you remember a little thing called um, the She's All Batch podcast, but we blew up Greg's spot over the summer when he and Clay Moss unfollowed each other, but then he was walking around Spring Lake with her. We had this whole theory that he was unfollowing her because he wanted to go to paradise. He left his New York City apartment, right? Didn't he? Yeah. And yeah, was living with totally his parents. Left Elisa, was, yep. And was living in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. All signs mm -hmm. pointed to... He's taking an extended leave of absence. So we had this story. And again, I don't need to reiterate all this. You probably know the story if you listen to this podcast. But like 
Ben and Ashley picked it up. There was a lot of people that covered the story. It got everywhere. Oh, and I know for a fact that Greg knows about it. I can't reveal how. So I think Victoria was waiting for him at the beach and he just never showed up. So then she was like, okay, I guess I'll get engaged to Johnny because I got to stay on the show. Poor Johnny. Yeah. I do feel really bad for him. This all must be really hard to watch. So I got this message from a listener. She says, I'd love yours and Jackie's take on this because I don't know how to feel. I love Victoria, but the theory that she was waiting for Greg to come to the beach is annoying. Totally think you ladies blew his cover and the ability to go on Paradise, which is amazing. Again, you can't fool our girls, Gregory. When I picture them being together, I think about Greg being sad and Victoria always having to build them up. But if they're happy, I'm happy, I guess. You can't fool us, Gregory. No, I not. see right through this. I think Greg was for sure going to Paradise. Our story prevented it because he knew he'd get a lot of backlash and also justice for Clem in there somewhere. She was still hanging out with him. So I don't really know how that happens. But yeah, I, I do think we may have had something to do with this. So not for nothing, you're welcome, Mike Fleiss, because this has been the most talked about story in Bachelor Nation. And it's all surrounding the Paradise finale. Us. Well, it's not surrounding us. Way no, it is happy. surrounding us. We broke the story that was the catalyst for all of these little events. I love it. You can't make this shit up. You cannot. So. I mean, I think that's where that saga, I think we've hit every point I wanted to hit thus far. I'm sure more is going to come out. And also, when is the Paradise reunion happening? Because we're going to get all the answers then. Well, the, they filmed it already on November 4th. It's airing, I don't know. I don't know if they've told us. Well, I just said that, that the finale is the 21st and the 22nd. So it's going to be by the end so of November. So it's that following week then, right? Because or Thanksgiving... It, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be this month. We're going to have answers this month. The finale is the 21st and 22nd. So maybe that's when they also put the reunion in there too. Because that, that has to be the last episodes. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to know more this month about what actually went down with Victoria and Johnny, how she then led to Greg. I did read that Victoria and Greg had some sort of friendship prior to Victoria going to Paradise. People have dug up like old pictures mm -hmm. on Instagram of them like commenting back and forth and liking each other's stuff. So they definitely were in touch in some way. Yeah. And I yeah. think it just probably rekindled when she got back from the beach. But unfortunately, she had a Neil Lane sparkle on that finger. Moving on for now, but I don't think this story is over. So we will no. come back next week. Yeah. Crazy that there was a story to top the Gabby and Eric breakup because you would think that would be the biggest story. Number of the one. Week, yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's secondary. But Gabby and Eric broke up um surprised to no one given gabby last week said that they're supporting each other from afar obviously now we we were speculating last week that they potentially broke up now it's confirmed well who confirmed it another source again because gabby and eric have not spoken on this i think it literally was another it's mike fleiss again mike fleiss again is confirming okay cool <laughs> um i would really like to know who this source is and why they think they can speak on these things but basically more or less it's like common knowledge that they had broken up i am surprised though at how quickly this has happened since they got engaged i would have thought they would have at least tried to stick it out past dancing with the stars or at least a few like do you really fully get engaged to someone thinking you're gonna get married to them and then break up in a few weeks, just being like, eh, it's not working out. It's like, you thought well, you were gonna get married to this person. Side note, I'm watching Love is Blind and obsessed with it, by the way. Yeah, and I, I asked Oh wait, my there's new episodes today. I know, I know, I know. I'm so, I literally told my husband that this morning, but I, every single time we watch it, I'm like, they're like, well, are you gonna say yes to me on wedding day? And I'm like, you're engaged. Why did you get engaged if you had no intentions of marrying? I do think that this show and Love is Blind kind of ruins like the severity of the engagement. Yeah, I just like, 
why is engagement like you're not supposed to get engaged and like figure it out you're supposed to get engaged because you know and you've done all the work and you're ready to get married well yeah but obviously in love is blind's case it's different because like that's the whole point of the show and i do think they're contractually obligated to like stay engaged till the end there so that they get those wedding scenes um and then they can say yes or no but in gabby and eric's case they literally did have the whole show to get to know each other so it's it's i do think it is different they weren't just like sitting in pods for two weeks yes it's not a fair apples to orange it's not it's like comparing it's apples not to apples orange. to apples it's apple yeah, yeah right yeah. i understand that it's not mm-hmm. a fair comparison here i was just bringing it up but yeah it does does no one think that like literally less than two months after gabby and rachel season is over we now have no couples from that season no one thinks like what a fucking waste of time i think what a waste of time me personally look back gabby and rachel season what a waste of time clayton season what a waste of time michelle season what a waste of time gabby uh katie season what a waste of time shall i go more peter season oh no you know what peter season wasn't a waste of time in a way Sure. It wasted a lot of my time, but I guess in the long run. I mean, there, yeah, there is a he's in a couple. We'll see what happens with I that. I don't think but... it's in ABC's, like, priorities to actually produce couples. As long as they have, like, their no, of course like, not. Ashley and Jared's here and there, they're happy. They don't really care that Gabby and Eric didn't work. No, but I think at some point they're going to have to start to care because this is getting ridiculous. Like, they can't even pretend that the show is for some sort of long-term relationship with this track record. Like it's, which is why, I mean, we've talked about this, which is why I think they brought Ashley and Jared back to the beach, which is why I think they keep saying Sean Lowe is going to be mentoring Zach. It's like, they find like the three people who this has worked for quote unquote. And I use worked loosely because I don't even think it worked for Ashley and Jared. And they're just going to like put them on a pedestal to be like, this is a process. It's not a reality show where we try to torture you. (laughs) Um, But as far as the whole Gabby and Eric thing, I'm surprised it happened so quickly A lot of people have been drawing attention to who Eric has most recently followed on Instagram. And he literally, as soon as this announcement had happened, a day before, he had followed a slew of different brands that are known for working with influencers. So he's clearly taking his new career really seriously. He's like, oh, I can't ride on the coattails of Gabby's bachelorette money, her dancing with the stars vibe. Now I'm on my own. Now I need to make my own career. So all signs are pointing to... That's really what he was in it for, regardless. All signs are pointing to fit tummy tea. I wonder if something like big happened, like if it was like a big fight or if it was just over a few weeks, Gabby realized that he was just in it for a career shift. Well, we don't know. I mean, we can't say that with like cold hard facts that he was in No, I'm saying career. I wonder. I want to know what it was. So since the breakup, since Mike Fleiss as a source mm-hmm. confirmed the news that they broke up, Eric has taken to his Instagram and encouraged people to vote for Gabby. Literally just this past Monday, posted a story and said, like, she's killing it. Go vote for Gabby. So he truly is supporting her from afar. Gabby wasn't wrong. Well, people, didn't the source say it was Gabby who broke up with him, too? Yeah. That's what Mike Fleiss, the source, said. That's what the source said. Um, yeah, so I, fe- I see that as Eric's, like, last-ditch effort to maintain a connection to Gabby or to, like, try to convince her that he actually cares about her and try to get her back or something because he knows he's more powerful 
with her than on his own like he's just gonna fade away whereas like Gabby is a star yeah it feels like a, a last ditch effort to get her attention by still posting to vote for her even though they've broken or up. they are on good terms and they could potentially work things out I don't know I don't think you break up so suddenly like that and are still on good terms well I don't think that like remember Nate and Michelle like they had such a nasty breakup that like they unfollowed each other there's all that social media mm-hmm. drama they didn't have anything like go support one another so I feel like the fact that Eric is doing that is telling and maybe they are on good terms and they're just broken up because because they were like this is crazy we got engaged on a tv show yeah she doesn't have time to work it out so like even if they have issues and things they need to work on and talk through when the fuck is she supposed to do it she dancing with the stars you truly are working 12 hour days yeah yeah so when the hell are you supposed to do it so maybe she's like let's break up Support me from afar. Mm-hmm. Go over there and support me. Yeah. And then we'll revisit this. Well, yeah. But I wanted to add, because you're talking about, well, we were talking about the fact that the past several seasons are a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think Zach's is going to be a waste of time in the sense that I think it's going to have a typical boring ending because that's just what I think. Zach's premiere date was announced by the Bachelor official Instagram page. It's January 23rd. So we do have a little bit of a break. It's usually... Thank fucking God. My birthday week is usually... It's January 7th, Mm -hmm. which weirdly enough was Colton season premiere. I know that because it was my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, So usually it's the beginning of January, but they're giving us a few more weeks, which is nice. We have a little bit more of a break here. But the comments on this post... So the Bachelor page announced it, said, save this, save the date. We're headed back to the mansion on January 23rd with the Bachelor, Zach and Jesse Palmer. And it's a photo of Zach and Jesse Palmer. Like, these are the comments. Can we like, I don't know, choose a Bachelor that people actually want to watch? The way I completely forgot that he's the new Bachelor. Another Bachelor that nobody asked for. Please (laughs) stop. It's so bad now. Just do more of Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know why they picked him. Really don't like the guy they picked sitting this one out. Who is selecting these bachelors? Please stand up. You need to be fired. I mean, they're all saying what I'm thinking. They're all saying what I'm thinking as well. But I think this is their way. We question later in the recap why they didn't just go with Rodney. It seemed like more Mm -hmm. of the obvious choice. I think Zach is more manipulative. And I think they want to go back to their traditional, like, you get engaged. You choose between two final women at the end. And everyone roots for the couple. Because when you say manipulative, you mean able to be manipulated, right? Yes. Like Zach's not doing the manipulating. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Clarify. I'm like, those are two very different things. Yeah. He's malleable. Yes. 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 Malleable. Such a good word in the context of this and what they're looking for. Because I agree. Zach is the more malleable. Maybe he was way more malleable than Rodney. Like we keep sitting here being like, Rodney was their perfect choice. Maybe they know something about Rodney we don't. That he wouldn't be so malleable. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, moving on. So you guys know that I was planning the reunion special between Holly and Mike. Um, If you've kept up with this series with me and Mike Stagliano, we had uh, two interviews. People were really invested. And on the second interview, we said that we wanted to do another one where Holly would join us. And for the first time in over a decade, Holly and Michael would kind of bury the hatchet and talk through their differences, shed some light on things. So that happened. That's coming to the She's All Batch Patreon. But I wanted to give you guys a little tease because it is so good. It is like over an hour of the three of us, but the two of them reminiscing and really getting to the bottom of things. There's so many things that like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. After hearing you on Stephanie's podcast, I 
like I realized that the feelings of like that day never went away for me and I have felt awful ever since like it is I I I wrote you and it was like this that day haunts me still to this day and I have always wanted to mend that with us and after that I was like you know what this I'm I'm so glad she brought us back together because I was like we we need we needed that I think my heart needed it you know even if there was fault which it sounds like because of how it was all orchestrated and the producers you know didn't give you your phone and didn't let you see me uh, which I I believe all of that obviously because I went through it I didn't know it you know until um Stephanie and I talked about it and then you and I talked about it a little bit but like I just I I completely forgive you. There's, there's nothing at all you need to feel bad about. Obviously, things worked out pretty great. You know what I mean? Like, from what I can tell from afar, you seem incredibly happy, and you've got a daughter now. You and Blake are still married. I remember people saying, like, there's no way they're going to last. Blake's a dick. And I was like, why do you think or want that? Like, everything worked out is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. And so just 10 years later, bury the hatchet. You and I are cool. Well, wait, let's back up a little bit because I love this reconciliation, but just for the Sorry, I know, I flew past I know. I know, I'm sorry. Michael so badly wants to be the co-host, but it's cool. I'll I'll, I'll guide you, Michael. Love you. Thank you. I love you, I'm really trying. I know, you're you're doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. But just to dial it back for the people that, even if they do know or for people that don't necessarily know, so what Michael and Holly are referring to is the Bachelor Pad 2 finale. On this finale, Michael finds out on stage that Holly is engaged to one of the other contestants on the show, Blake. And But, but the thing was, um, Holly didn't want to necessarily tell Michael on stage at that moment. Chris Harrison put her on the spot. Holly, when Chris Harrison tells you to sit, he's like, okay, Holly, tell Michael the news and Michael's like, Oh, they're moving in together. Right. And it's that awkward moment. Did you feel in that moment? Like this fucking show has completely. Because I thought Chris Harrison and I were friends (laughs) and I thought, why why would he do, you know, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wish I would have been like, we'll talk about it later. I know all he would have done is keep pressing you. There's really nothing you could have done in that moment. How did Blake feel? Cause he's like, so Blake's in the like, Oh, he got a bad edit. Well, yeah, Mike, uh, Michael. He Blake was pissed with that. No, I he was. Yeah, that I is totally... the exact same thing I told you not to do, and you did it. Yeah, he had them. He had them yeah. sign something saying he wouldn't air that in front of. So if they signed it, like, but they didn't air it in front of. I mean, they didn't. They um, aired it. And oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, they didn't air it in front of me. Because I, I didn't see the... Yeah, you didn't you know see that, the right? I never... Yeah, yeah, I never saw the proposal. Okay, wait, Michael. Did you then, when it aired on TV, did you watch the proposal? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I hadn't... I guess, right, I never realized that. I That day, I never saw the proposal. And then when it aired, I was like, oh, yeah, shit, they, they filmed that. I remember crying almost every episode of Bachelor Pad 2 as it was airing, and especially the finale, just being like, this sucked. 
Oh, I love that. I am so excited to see this actually because I feel like we don't really always see stuff like this from the show. Like I feel like things happen, people have their shit and then a new season comes and everyone moves on. But it's like, wait a minute, I didn't move on. Like I need the closure here. And the fact that it's literally coming 10 years after all the shit went down. Thank you for doing the Lord's work, Stephanie, by facilitating this important, thoughtful conversation. You're welcome. No, it was I, honestly, it was healing for everyone. There's so healing. many Healing, yes, that that's the right word. Yeah. Holly literally says in the begin- beginning of the clip, my heart really needed this. Like, I'm so happy we did this. And this is oh something God. that she's been carrying for a decade. So we get so much behind the scenes tea. It's really, really fun. And guess what, guys? This is coming to the She's All Batch Patreon, and we're going to drop it in November. So if you are a Patreon member, this is going to be coming to your feed on She's All Batch Patreon this month. Moving on. So I posted on She's All Batch Instagram stories, a little photo of me and Miss Jackie Maroney. We are on a set and we're wearing adorable sweatshirts. And when I say I've gotten so many DMs about this photo, um, there's more to come from that because She's All Batch merch is officially launched. The holiday Woo! season has come early. You are mm-hmm. welcome. So we have fought sweatshirts in four different colors. We have no wet blanket energy in four different colors. And the just the normal She's All Batch sweatshirt in four different colors. We spent a lot of time, guys, going back and forth with designers, really like perfecting these designs because it was like really important to us that they actually like look cool and like their sweatshirts that you would actually wear in everyday life and I love mine already I'm wearing them all the time so I hope you guys love them as much as we do we worked really hard on it they look like university sweatshirts which Mm -hmm. was the vibe we really wanted to go for and if you notice now after going and checking out what the sweatshirts look like you could go back to recent videos on she's all batch instagram and like i'm wearing the no wet blanket energy sweatshirt in the post about why rodney isn't the bachelor and jackie's wearing a fought sweatshirt in mm-hmm. i don't know a recent one i forget which one we were we were re- doing a recap of the episode because i remember it was late at night and then that's when we got on a live with reality steve so we oh, like yes. kind of soft launched the merch then, but obviously yeah. not everyone saw the live. Yes. So She's All Batch merch is here. The one caveat is that it's only live until the 18th. So this is a pop-up shop and mm-hmm. you have to, in order to get one, you have to get it within the next week. So yes, limited time only, like get it while it's hot. It's literally not coming back and you want these sweatshirts. And you better be one of them biatches. Yeah, exactly. So the link for the She's All Batch merch shop will be in the episode description. And we will also put the URL right here. Upmerch.com slash collections slash she's dash all dash batch dash podcast dash merch. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So we can all use someone to talk to during stressful times, whether you're dealing with work issues, relationship problems, or you're just feeling like you need to vent to someone, help is always available. And it's honestly way easier than you think to get started. BetterHelp.com will help you get matched with a professional, affordable, and discreet therapist. Yeah, with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office therapist, but with the ability to communicate when 
and however you want. Yeah, basically with BetterHelp, you have access to the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced therapists, and they can help you with a range of issues, including from depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief. You can access your therapist anytime from anywhere. I was surprised how easy it was to get started. I signed up for BetterHelp, and within, I think it was 48 hours, I had my first session. So I feel like it's really daunting to get a therapist because you don't know where to start, but BetterHelp makes it so easy. So we strongly encourage you guys to check out BetterHelp.com. If you use code She's All Batch, that will get you 10% off your first entire month of services. So visit betterhelp.com and join over 2 million people, including us, who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash she's all batch. Do you want to sing Almost Paradise? <laughs> oh, is that our new intro? This is, has become like the new Clayton's Corner song. Almost paradise, we're knocking on heaven's door. Yeah. Almost paradise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How could we ask for more? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> like I go into a whole performance. It's Clayton's corner. Sorry, I just for old time's sake needed to say. Bring it, it back. Okay. Um, would you like to dive, Jackie? Um, no. I'll let you dive today. I've been taking up the dives the past few weeks. Okay. Well, you're gonna be really impressed. Okay. Have you been practicing? Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. Wow, that was your best dive yet, perfect 10. I'm glad I did a perfect 10 because I actually feel like Monday night's episode kind of goes along with my perfect dive because it was actually a very good episode. I don't know why I would say it was perfect, but it was good. Not I agree with you. I'm finally, I think, in a space where, you know, we've seen all of these people enough times that I care more about the storylines. And obviously like it takes a minute to get invested in people. Yeah, agreed. And I do like that we only had one episode this week instead of two. It kind of feels like when you're in um, school and you get a three day weekend for yes. Memorial Day or something, I feel like mm -hmm. I have the day off, which is nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. It honestly is. When you really think about it, I, I feel like I always say this, but when you really think about it, like four hours a week, two hours each evening, Monday and Tuesday, it's like I have things to do. Yeah. So we start off the episode with Kate being torn between Logan and Hayden mm -hmm. because Hayden has money, apparently, mm -hmm. and yeah. Logan can't even afford an Equinox membership and he has roommates. So it reminded me, I always have a friend's reference and this is what Kate, being unable to figure out which one is a better choice for her, reminded me of when Phoebe was trying to choose her backup. You can't have both of them, you have to pick one. Pick me! No, pick me! I don't want to end up an old maid. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. Ross is a good father, but Joey has a boat. This is hard. That is hard. It's hard. I mean, por que no los dos? She, what did you say? You know the commercial with a little girl about, something about tacos, and she's like, por que no los dos? And it's like, why can't we have both? Aw. Oh, because it was like soft or crunchy. Anyway. Okay. I want to know why Kate thinks Hayden is a millionaire just be, like he could also have be $100,000 in debt. Why does she think he has $100,000 lying around? I know, but the way he was talking about it didn't make it seem like it was a financial struggle to pay six figures to save Rambo. And to have six figures lying around is like that is a lot of money to just have in your bank account as casual cash and still have enough money for everything else in your life. Like, you, you know what I mean? Hayden wasn't making it sound like he went into all this financial hardship and debt to save Rambo. He's like, no, I shelled out all this money for Rambo. But Hayden has no other redeemable qualities. He sold well, he his has rental money. properties, she said too. Rental properties? Yeah, it, money. Okay, 
money. She's like, I literally hate him. We have nothing in common. I hate talking to him, <laughs> but he pays hefty vet bills. He's gonna spend all his money on Rambo, Kate. Like, he's not gonna spend it on you. Right, I know she kept saying like, yeah, but I want someone who can like take me on vacations. It's like, you think Hayden's gonna take you on a vacation? He's taking Rambo Rambo's on a vacation. Coming. I hear what she's saying, not necessarily in like a money superficial way, but you know, you want someone who's kind of in the same phase of life as you. But in Logan's case, like Logan can like get more money and like he's gonna grow up. Like at some point he's not gonna have two, he's only like 25. So at some point he's gonna have not two roommates. At some point he can join Equinox. And then <laughs> Kate, you guys will be happily ever after. But Hayden's never gonna change to be nice and you guys get along. How did that come up that he can't afford Equinox? When did that- she, she was talking to someone and she was like, yeah, he like can't even afford to Equinox, go to Equinox. And I have a train, cause she was saying she goes to a trainer, which is even more expensive than normal Equinox. I, I mean, how did it come up with Logan that she figured out he can't afford Equinox? Oh. Did he literally tell her? We didn't, we didn't see that part of the conversation. While they're like making out in the rain, he's like, by the way, I don't go to Equinox because it's too expensive. I go to Planet Fitness. We didn't see the conversation, so I don't know exactly how it went down, but I'm assuming it was something of like, oh, what do you like to do in your free time? Oh yeah, I, I'm into working out. I have a trainer. Oh wow, that's so expensive. I can't afford that. Oh, where do you go to the gym? He's like, not Equinox. Yeah, like how does it come up specifically Equinox? How much, how much is Equinox? $260 a month. Wait, you know that? Yeah. Why? I used to do it for a while. Oh, you can afford Equinox? Humble brag. Not to get on a fucking soapbox, but in the city it's hard because it's like there's either like really, really horrible gyms or Equinox. And if you want to go to classes, it's actually more affordable to do that than like pay for SoulCycle and for all these other like Pilates and all that other stuff. Okay. But that's that's a different case. New York is psychotic and like things are not normal here and it's too right. expensive. But, but it's expensive. That, I mean, that is a lot of money. That is expensive. Yeah. You're 60 a month. I pay, I think, 40. Yeah. My that's gym like membership price. that I do not use. Well, that's the thing is that if you're going to pay that much money for Equinox, it's like, well, then you better fucking go and use it. Yeah. Um, But that is a lot. But it doesn't mean at some point Logan can't afford Equinox. Maybe he's just like, listen, Kate, I have some free weights in my, in my apartment with my roommates and when they're not using them, they let me do some. So I don't really need to go to Equinox. Maybe he has a Peloton. That's also equally as nice. Yeah. I mean, Kate obviously makes her decision and she picks Logan, which then leads me to believe I'm like, were you really that conflicted to begin with? Or are we just seeing like all the edited parts of you shitting on Logan and making fun of the fact that he has no money? And then you just pick him anyway. Like nothing changed. She didn't win the lottery. She like, like reluctantly picked Logan though. Like she's like, look, I really hate Hayden. And that says a lot given <laughs> the fact that he's loaded. So you're yeah. gonna need to step it up and move out of your apartment with your roommates if you ever have a chance with me. That's how I took her offering him the rose. And he's like, aren't you supposed to say nice things about people when you offer them a little rose? She's like- I know, I did feel bad for Logan. Cause like, that's not nice to hear. You want someone who's gonna pick you and actually likes you. And is not always giving you like things that you need to change. Yeah. So she picks Logan, but not before she plays fetch with Hayden, confusing him for Rambo. She literally throws a tennis ball into the ocean and makes him fetch it. Like, does Kate not realize she's on TV? Yeah. And and the stuff with like the money stuff too, it was very much like the filming angles were like awkward too. So I think she was really saying it in a way that she thought she wasn't going to be yeah. heard, but of course like they hear everything versus like her in her ITM, like making a joke about it, knowing that it's gonna like get her attention. Like she really was trying to come off as like nice there. No, that's a really good point because yes, she definitely didn't know when she was saying 
my sister in Christ. What is what what was she saying there? I don't really get it. Was she calling Shanae her sister in Christ? Like I'm telling so She called everyone her sister in Christ. They're literally all sisters, I guess. Oh, okay. Um I don't know what that we both share like the sisterhood of religion. Like if we both went to the same church, we'd be like sisters in Christ, okay. I guess. Right? I don't know. If someone knows more about that, let me know. I don't really know. I guess people oh people were also confused why she's confiding in Shanae who Two episodes ago, they hated each other and wanted nothing to do with one another. And now they're, she's like, well, does Logan make your vagina pulse? And Shanae used to hook up with Logan and she was mad that Logan left her and went to Kate. But now we're all. Yeah, but now she's moved on. Now they're sisters in Christ. Christ brought them back together. So moving on, like any toxic relationship, Aaron and Genevieve are now officially in love. They are no longer falling. They have fallen. They are on the ground in love with one another. Even though they seemed like they were in a pretty good place this week, I'm like, you guys are just one fight away from being not together anymore. Like, I don't know. It's just like, even though they like moved forward and it seems like they got past things i'm like no 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 no. this is still bad guys it's still toxic so i'm not really no but they don't know that yet for it so we'll let them figure how it out. would they not know everybody knows everybody knows that know. he talks to you yeah um yeah. but they don't know yet uh i think winter is coming i will say that when aaron was like i know that i told you i was falling in love with you but that's not true i should have seen it I should have seen it coming, but I was like, oh, is he going to take it back? For like a half second, I actually believed him. And then he's like, of course, but it's not true because I am in love with you. Like, why do you have to scare, out of all people, Genevieve, before telling her that you're in love with her? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people on the show obviously like speak that way. And it is weird because like no one speaks that way in normal life. So I feel like in Aaron's case, like that was very much like a purposeful way of speaking for dramatic effect for the cameras, in my opinion, because like what other way can you read that situation? Totally. Like, he, I don't think he would want to upset Genevieve in that moment, but he, I think he's just like so good at like getting the spotlight on him and getting people to like pay attention to him and Genevieve. And he's like, but if I say it this way, then they can use it as a promo. Then they can like, there's so many more things they can do with that. And then they're going to get more attention. Aaron is way smarter than he seems. I think I will say, I do believe him though. When he said he was in love with her, the look on his face, I haven't seen him smile that big since he first met James. James. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This must be the real deal. Again, I don't have high hopes for them, but at this moment in time, they seem to actually be in love. They don't know that they are toxic. Michael and Danielle go on a one-on-one date this episode, and I shared this in the Facebook group, our She's All Batch Facebook group, but in capital letters, I wrote in my notes, we don't need the Michael, Danielle, Wells date. This is the type of shit we hate. So yeah, Wells standing on every fucking corner. Oh, tacos. Oh, hats. Oh, this. Like, we're not here for a one-act play. We didn't like it with Ashley's farts. We didn't like it with all that shit. So why are we doing it again? I literally got up and made a snack during Michael and Danielle's I, I literally went to go walk my dog during this day. Like, I could not care less. I could not care less. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I truly knew that nothing was going to actually happen during that date that I needed to know about. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go make something to eat. Yeah, they're really pushing them on us. I mean, and that's honestly how we felt about Ashley and Jared, too, that it's like, no offense, Ashley and Jared, we like them. Same thing with uh, Michael and Danielle, but it's like, I don't need to see them just, like, sit there and be happy. I guess it's like, 
there are people that do want to see them happy. There are people that want to see Serene and Brandon happy. That's not my cup of tea necessarily for this type of television. However, I have more of the issue with Wells being the third wheel. I don't care about him being there. Like, why are you there? And I don't find him particularly, like, funny or fun either. Well, why are we pretending? Did he acknowledge that he and Danielle had, like, a romantic past? They literally made out on Paradise. I know. They do not acknowledge it. They don't it. acknowledge it, and it's just odd. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, we're, like, really good friends. We're longtime friends. Yeah, that touched tongues. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Wells, though, something I noticed that I think is a worthy shout-out. Can we give justice to the actual bartender that's at Paradise that is actually making the drinks? Who? Because there's a guy. So they're in certain shots. People are at the bar, and they're like, hey, I noticed this. I think Michael, I got a drink, or Logan. They were like, hey, can I have another shot of tequila? And there's another random guy who's actually making the drinks, and he's the actual bartender who's there all day. And Wells just, like, pops in for these little side things. Mm -hmm. And it's just not fair to this man. Who's this man? He's the one doing the actual work. And there is a real bartender Wells is making actual drinks though before we get hate he he is making some drinks but i think you're saying there's someone there who like wakes up and has like the full shift and wells is not necessarily working an eight hour shift behind that bar yeah also i'm like i feel like he makes one drink a night you think he's like actually like there with the shaker measuring out the the simple syrup i do i think it's more this other guy justice for this other guy justice for this other guy we need to dig into who he is i was confused Mm -hmm. when he was on the date with michael and danielle when he was leaving, Danielle's like, give Sarah my love, his wife, Sarah Highland. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Is, are you going home, Wells? Like, where is Sarah that she's saying, give Sarah my love? Is she back at your hotel room in Mexico? Maybe. Like, it was an odd thing to say because you guys are still filming. Wells is not going home for another few weeks. I wouldn't put it past the show, though, to set Wells up in, like, his own private suite in a hotel in Mexico and Sarah can come whenever she wants. I guess that's true because if he's like, look, I'm going to be away filming for a month. I don't want to be away from yeah. my, I think, fiance at the time. They weren't married yeah. yet. And they're probably like, oh, yeah, she can fly in and we'll fly her out and she can Yeah, because remember people used to say Chris Harrison had this, like, massive mm-hmm. suite to himself too. And I'm sure Jesse does now. Yeah. But you think they don't, they're not allowed to have guests? I feel like the show wouldn't care if they bring guests. They don't, I don't think they care. And I also think they want to make Wells happy. So yeah, yeah. They'll do whatever he wants. Let's move on to the Eliza, Rodney, and Justin of it all. Because this seems to be what took up like the last half of the episode and what the big Mm -hmm. focus was. So what are your thoughts? Because I feel like I don't know fully how I feel about this because initially when Eliza was going back and forth and so conflicted and then so upset about Justin leaving, I was like, okay, well, she ended up picking Rodney. Is she just so much of a, like maybe she doesn't really like Justin and she's just so much of like a people pleaser that she's just like sad. She feels weird like putting herself first and then feels weird about like hurting someone else's feelings or did she just feel peer pressure from everyone because everyone loves Rodney so much so she regardless it still seems like people pleasing behavior but the whole thing just doesn't I feel bad because I feel like Eliza is not comfortable with like just expressing what she wants to do and like feeling good about that and just like standing by like every single person is like influencing her whether it's people on the beach telling her oh, Rodney's the, the right choice. He's the amazing amazing guy. And she feels bad sending him home versus I think she felt really bad then sending Justin home kind of like for the same reason. What I'm confused about is ABC knew that this is how Rodney's journey ended. 
If they knew that, mm. why wouldn't they then not announce Zach as The Bachelor during Rachel and Gabby's season and instead not announce anyone, let us wonder, and then Rodney gets his heart broken, he leaves the beach, everyone's crying, yeah. and then announce him as The Bachelor. I have a theory that I think maybe they announced Zach as The Bachelor to kind of like throw us off. What if Zach's not really The Bachelor? What if he was just kind of like a decoy to distract us and boom, they're gonna throw Rodney and Rodney's been filming this whole time and we don't even know about it because he makes so much more sense than Zach does. I agree with you, but I just think they're dumb. Like I really do believe Zach is The Bachelor. We know Zach's The Bachelor. They've been filming already. Do we, have we seen photos? Reality Steve has photos, yeah. Okay, but have, do we really know? Have I personally seen them? No, because I'm trying to avoid the spoilers. But Reality Steve is in with ABC, and he forged all the photos and is putting out all the Zach spoilers. Mm-hmm. But it's it just really seems Rodney. like the perfect decoy. Because no one is no one is happy. I mean, we creep about this earlier in the episode, but people aren't necessarily happy that Zach's the Bachelor. He just wasn't someone that people were rooting for. Seems like a lovely no, guy, don't. but Rodney fits the bill so much more. And to know that by the time they announced Zach they knew that this happened with Rodney. You have this perfect story, but you're not gonna use it as The Bachelor and have everyone rally behind him. I don't think that they would- I think you're giving them too much credit saying though that like, I don't think they would miss a perfectly good opportunity for to actually give the fans what they want. I think that's actually what they're best at is letting us down. But why? One more time. Because they, they, the thing is, I don't think they deliberately want to make a bad show. I think they just genuinely don't understand what the audience wants to see. And sometimes I do consider, though, that maybe we're in the minority of audiences and a lot more of the audience is more older skewing and doesn't think about the show the way we do. So they want this mindless, like, nothingness. No. Sometimes I like, wonder if I'm the problem. It's me. Is it me? Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Oh, I think it's me. Is it me? Am I the drama? Am I the drama? Well, both could work. Yeah. But Midnight's is more topical. But okay. You're not the problem. The problem is the person at ABC that thought Zach was a better bachelor than Rodney. When Rodney is wrapped up in a bow with this perfect storyline. But, but maybe someone is happy about it, just no one we're friends with. Who? I would like I to know them. some lady somewhere. Well, I'm so happy for you, lady, that you got the bachelor lady that you from wanted. Indiana. Cheryl from Indiana. Sheila. Everyone else is unhappy. And justice for Rodney. 100%. We cheers to Rodney. Yes, cheers to that. Cheers to Rodney. Boom. So Eliza chooses Rodney, and then she realizes that she wants to go after Justin. The episode ends with her traveling to go meet Justin. Yeah, I guess I'm just like, do you think though she really likes Justin or she doesn't even know what she herself wants and needs? Cause I never really saw it with them. I don't know. I don't know. I think she likes Justin enough to do all this. No, it's a good storyline to be able to like have more stuff to do. Yeah. I would go chase someone at the airport if I didn't like them just for the screen time. That's true. Well, you're all about a good- I'm all about the screen time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would be crying every single day if I was on Paradise. So we are going to figure out next week when we're back to our two times a week schedule. (laughs) We're gonna find out what happened to Eliza and Justin. I don't know. I'm not- I'm not sold either way. Whether they'll get together or not. Yeah, I don't- I don't even know how invested I am either. I'm more invested in Rodney's (laughs) happiness. Me too. So- I think it's not totally out of the realm of possibilities that Rodney is actually The Bachelor. We just don't know it yet. And this has been a facade. 
I'm sticking to it. I think it's out of the realm. I think it's it's too little too late. But there are people on Twitter that are like, make Rodney the Bachelor, which, you know, that happens every time someone gets like a heartbreaking moment on this show. But what's so annoying is like, Rodney's timing was perfect. It's towards the end of Paradise. Bachelor's coming right after. He could have easily, like, who? <gasps> Who's working at ABC fucking everything up? Mike flies. They will bring in two more girls, though, so maybe Rodney will get with one of those. Okay, and then, I'm sorry, so they bring in two girls. I, like, vaguely remember their faces, but they're like, more tears will be shed. And the people that they show crying are the girls that come. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you're not going to actually make a connection with anyone. Yeah. And you're going to go home. Anyone that comes at this point in the game, you're just a pawn. You're not staying. Yeah. No, 100%. So we'll see. It's kind of, it's getting towards the end for these people. They got to get with it or get lost. Mm-hmm. All right. Until then, we'll see you next week. So actually, so we just did a giveaway a few weeks ago um, with Dame's newest vibrator dip. And one of the thoughts wrote in the Facebook group that they got their vibrator in a nice, efficient way. They're re- really quick with shipping and stuff, but they can attest that it was discreet packaging. And they themselves didn't even know what the package was when it arrived on their doorstep. They're like, what is this? I didn't order anything. And then it turned out it was their Dame giveaway. So... Just want to let you guys know, we've been hammering this point home, but if you want to try out Dame products, no one is going to know, not even you. It's just going to be a box <laughs> yeah. on your door. We're not lying to you guys. We tell you it comes in discreet packaging and that your nosy neighbor, Sheila, is never going to know about it. And you guys are still surprised when it actually comes in discreet packaging. But that is one of the many reasons we love Dame. Dame products has so many sex toys to choose from, but specifically their entry-level vibrator dip, which is only $49, which is a widely accessible vibrator with exceptional performance. And we are just big big, big fans of Dame. And we're so happy to know that you guys are now too, because so many of you guys have gotten the chance to experience Dame firsthand. Yes. And also some things to know, it has medical grade silicone and it's whisper quiet. So not only is Sheila not going to see you getting your Dame product, she's not going to hear you using (laughs) Dame product. It is so discreet in so many ways. Um, We can't tell you guys enough how much we love this company. They really have been so good to us and it's such a great company. And so you can use code she's all batch for 15% off the entire site. So go check out everything that they have because they have um, sex toys, but they also have different oils and different little packages to make a fun little activity. Yeah, spice up your sex life and maybe move away from Sheila because she sounds like a crazy neighbor. Well, I I was gonna say it's funny the neighbor changes every time. Like sometimes it's Cheryl, sometimes it's Sheila. No, I think it was Sheila last time. Oh, I thought I'm pretty sure it was Cheryl. Oh, I don't know. Because I was thinking Karen, and then you said Cheryl, and I was like, oh, Cheryl's also like a Kareny name. Okay. No offense to anyone named Karen or Cheryl. No, we love you guys. (laughs) We love everybody. Anyway, go to DameProducts.com. Use code She's All Batch for fifteen percent off. Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of Bachelor Nation, meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read about it on air. This person writes, my sister lives in Chicago. I was following Tyler C on Instagram and noticed he was in Chicago too. I told my sister that would be cool if we ran into him. She and I were walking to breakfast from her apartment and the Chicago marathon was going on. I told her that Tyler was running in the marathon. And as we were walking to breakfast, I watched the runners on the lookout for Tyler C. I figured it was probably unlikely that I would see him because there are so many people participating in this marathon, but lo and behold, we saw him and my sister then shouted out, Tyler C, Hannah B should have chosen you. He looked our way and that was about it. Hannah B should have chosen you. Do you think though that if him and Hannah got engaged like on her season that they would still be together? I no. think no. I don't think yeah. so. So maybe she shouldn't have chosen him. I do think though if she chose Peter, 
It may be. Weber? Yeah, I think it could have worked out. I agree. Wow. Sad to reflect on what mm. could have been. Okay, um, the same person submitted too. So we have oh. on August 12th of this year, my sister's best friend and I went to an O-Town concert in Chicago. O-Town? My God, that band. Remember that band? No. Are you kidding? Liquid Dreams? Never heard that They literally sing a song about, what is it called? Like, like ejaculating in your sleep. Now this hot girl, she's not your average girl. She's a Anyway, oh you can okay. probably guess who we spotted. None other than boy band manager Kenny. He was standing in front of us during the concert. And my sister noticed him and asked me if it was Kenny. I noticed the star tattoos and said I was pretty sure it was. One of my sisters called out his name and asked if we can get a picture with him. He was very nice and agreed to do so. He was periodically asked by a few other women throughout the concert, and he was willing to take pics with anyone who asked. Anyway, at one point, he was literally right in front of me and his shirt kept grazing my fingers. I looked at my sisters and Whoa. laughed because I am happily married, but it gave me a small thrill. Let me tell you, he doesn't look like he's in his 40s and he is super hot in person. Damn. I believe it. I wanna know why O-Town is still touring. I wanna know what O-Town even is. I really don't know what that is. Oh my God. I'm gonna put a little clip of their song in here. It's such a jam. O-Town, where are they? Like, what year is this from? Like literally like 2002. Wait, actually, this looks familiar. I dream about a girl that's a mix of Destiny's Child. Just a little... She's the star of my life. You know what? I don't think I had a hit clip of that song, but I definitely had one of their hit clips because the picture... I just Googled them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, nothing at all. Okay, I know that song. I definitely had that hit clip. Oh my god, like you definitely danced at your like middle school dances to that song. Why did I think like the Backstreet Boys sang that song, though? Because I know that song. They sing a lot of other songs. <laughs> yes, they do sing a lot <laughs> of other songs. Um, remember Hit Clips, though? Yeah, I didn't have them because that was such a waste. It gave you, it gave you like no, 15 seconds No, it was so cool. You played 15 seconds of a song. You actually paid yeah, for Yeah, but we didn't have like iPods or anything. So how was I supposed to listen? Also, I was like a child, a literal child. I was probably like nine I was my too little busy. Hit Clips. I was too busy recording the radio for my favorite songs, putting in blank CDs in my cassette player, <laughs> and literally when my song came on, I would record it. You didn't do that? That's crazy. No, I, I didn't guess do that. That's like the olden version of like stealing music, I guess, because then I had a, a tape of all my songs. Although yeah, that is stealing the music. DJ would like interrupt, like you know when like your song is ending, and he's like, "That was O Town Liquid." Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't. Perfect, That's really but. technologically advanced, though, that you would record from the radio on a CD. On a, no, 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 on a cassette. Oh, I see. Like my still, cassette player. Still though, I mean, obviously like, I would record like TV shows on a cassette, I'm, but I never recorded music. Do you know there's two different, we're talking about two different cassettes. There's a VHS cassette. I know, a little, okay. I, I know, I understand. Okay. But it's still like the same concept. Yeah. Well, I also recorded my favorite shows on TV. You didn't do that? No, I did do that. That's oh. what I'm saying. But I had never heard of someone recording music from the radio. Oh my on gosh. A I am ahead of my time. I would just, I guess, burn CDs. Well, that was later in life, which honestly I was never good at. I would ask other people to burn me CDs. What a nice trip down memory lane about the evolution of stealing music. True that. It all right. started with hit clips. Next one. A, a generation. Hey, ladies, I love your podcast. I listen every week. I wanted to tell you about my only Bachelor encounter. It happened six years ago. My husband and I were celebrating our 10-year anniversary in Vail, Colorado. While we were eating breakfast, I looked over and I see Ryan Sutter. 
standing around with his firehouse buddies. I got up, walked over, and said hello. I told him I'm a huge fan of the show and of him and Trista. He was so cold to me, so uninterested in listening to me. I wanted to be like, look, I'm sure no one recognizes you anymore, so don't act like you're constantly getting flagged down by fans of the show. I was so disappointed, I didn't even bother asking for a picture. Oh my God. I'm shocked. Shocked to my very core. I mean, maybe he was just in a very heated argument with one of his firehouse buddies and you just hit him at the wrong time. I mean, that that's very fair. You got to allow people bad days or like to be in, in a mood where they're like not wanting to take a picture with you. I understand like not everyone's perfect all the time, but that that is surprising to me. I do think she makes a good point. Like, I don't know how many people are running up to Ryan Sutter. Right, so. right. Was this in, but this was in, in his hometown, right? I don't know, I guess. I mean, oh. she was in Vail, Colorado, and he was... I think they do live in Colorado. ...standing with his firehouse buddies. Was he working? Like, what, what if there's a fire? And he's like, look, I can't <laughs> talk right now. This place is on fire. <laughs> he's like, I cannot get distracted. Could you imagine, though, like, there was a fire and he didn't go save it because he was taking a picture with a fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would not be good. That would not be good. For his image. Priorities. Ryan is just, you know, focus on the fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which we can all commend him for, but still. But still, he should have been nicer to you, so justice for you. Yeah. Okay, well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and we'll read about it next week, maybe. Who knows? Can I tell you, I'm so sad. My attitude sheets are currently in the wash right now. So I have my, you know how you have like your second pair of sheets that are like the sheets you put on your bed when you're washing your other stuff. I went to sleep last night and I didn't have my attitude sheets on. And I swear I felt like a difference. I can't wait to change my sheets back and put my attitude sheets back on because they are so soft. They give me the best night's sleep. And I've just gotten really used to being in luxurious silky sheets that like I can't go back to what I used to be. I can't go back to being an average Joe. We can't go back. But no, I totally agree. I also love that with the attitude sheets, they've been keeping me so much cooler because I run hot when I sleep. And it's this horrible time in New York in fall time. If you guys live in this area, you know. So basically when it gets too chilly, the heat turns on, but it gets too hot. So I literally have the heat on and the air conditioning on to like combat the heat because I can't control the heat because it's an old building. So that's what I'm doing. Wait, that's horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. Uh, But that's like literally every building in New York. When the temperature goes below a certain degree, the heat just automatically turns on. But because it's fall and it literally gets cold at night, but then is like literally 70 degrees during the day, my apartment is always just like hot. I'm trying to run the AC to combat it and it doesn't work. So I need attitude sheets to keep me cool at night because otherwise I'm a crazy person and I literally can't sleep. Yeah. And what's really cool about attitude is they actually allow you to try their bedding for free for 30 nights. So like there is nothing to lose because if you don't like the sheets, which if you don't, I judge you, but whatever. But if you don't like them, you can get a full refund. So there's literally nothing to lose. Yeah, so you might as well just like give it a try. Plus also, Etitude is made out of bamboo, which is actually the most resource efficient plant on the planet. You know, you can also help the environment a little bit while sleeping on luxurious soft sheets. It really is a win-win. And right now you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you visit Etitude.com slash She's All Batch and then enter promo code She's All Batch at checkout. That's Etitude as in eco-attitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash She's All Batch. And the link to Etitude.com will be in the episode description.
I'll tell you once and I'll tell you again, I'm obsessed with FrameBridge and I swear I'm never going to use any other method of printing out photos and framing them because FrameBridge.com has made it so easy for me. Yeah, no, I also have been loving FrameBridge. I think some things we don't realize that we take so many pictures on our phones, but then they just kind of like stay on our phones and it's really nice to be able to you can upload pictures from your phone to framebridge.com and then they have an assortment of frames and stuff for you to pick from you pick the one that looks best and then it sends you your picture totally framed and it's so easy to hang up too they literally give you all the things necessary to hang it up so there's really no excuse and i feel like our generation doesn't have enough like tangible photo memories in their homes no. it's literally all on our phone so might as well like Get some pics up there. Show people you have friends and family. And like your favorite photos shouldn't just be on Instagram. Your favorite photos should yeah. be decorating the halls of your home. So go to framebridge.com and check out all they have to order. They also have the ability to frame special items. So if for a birthday or, or holidays coming up, you want to frame something like a football jersey or a shirt that has sentimental value, Framebridge will send you complimentary packaging to safely mail your item back to them. And then it comes back framed. How sweet of a gift is that to do for the holidays this season yeah and it's so easy i don't know if you guys have ever tried to like get things framed at like a framing store but not only is it hard to find a place like that it's actually so expensive but i think framebridge is so affordable and so easy it's truly painless there's no excuse not to try it so go to framebridge.com and check out all they have to order for your framing needs this holiday season and beyond thank yeah. you so much for getting up it's 6 30 where you are yeah, I've been up since five, though. I'm up early. I like to get it out the way. It's momentum for my day, you know? I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, you're so inspirational. I want to ask you about some of that other stuff later. We have a few questions about that. But this just goes with what I thought you would be like. Very motivational. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that is motivational, inspirational, if you will, to get up at five and do an interview yeah. at 630. Yeah, I already worked out, so. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's 9.45 yeah. and we're I know, like, like, that's more oh. than I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have Eric Bigger here. You know him from Rachel Lindsay's season of The Bachelorette. You also know him from Winter Games. Yes, yes. And Paradise. <laughs> thank yes. you, Eric, for coming on She's All Batch. We are so excited to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy Monday. The early bird gets the worm. <laughs> Happy Monday, except this comes out Thursday. Okay, well, Thursday it is. Thirsty Thursdays. You guys, yeah. you hear Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, it was clear that you were a fan favorite on Rachel's season. You made it to her top three. Um, were you ever asked to be The Bachelor after that season? Yes, I was. Shouts out to Elon. That's my guy. What uh, happened? Did you so sign a contract? I, no, we didn't. I didn't sign any paperwork. So I don't remember the season because I was never a Bachelor fan. I didn't watch the show. I guess there was a season. So it was after Rachel's season. That would have been who? Ari? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he, so many he, people that season. Yeah. yeah, he proposed to me the idea of, I think there was one season in the history of the Bachelor franchise, or maybe a few times, where there were two bachelors or bachelorettes, and I guess maybe the castmates or the audience kind of pick who they wanted to be the Bachelor. I can't yeah. remember. Maybe well, that had happened with the Bachelorette a few seasons prior to Rachel's season. Yeah, um, there was something like that with, with two girls. Yeah, so wait, they wanted to do two guys with you? Yeah. So I was telling him, I said, let's rock and roll. Who was the and other guy? I don't know. That's what I don't know. Um, and the interesting thing, when I uh, I was in New York at the time, so at the time, everybody thought I was getting ready for Good Morning America. <laughs> yeah. As I'm getting on my flight 
to go to L.A. Right before we took off, I look at my phone. Aria's announced The Bachelor for season. I'm like, ah. Oh. But at the time, I get it. I mean, he's been on the show. Uh, well, wait, why kicked... were you going to New York? I was doing press. I was doing press. Just for, for Rachel season? season? Yeah, so I had a publicist. So the, the, the interesting thing about me, the good thing about me was I was ahead of the curve than all the other guys. I had mm. already had star three months before the show ended. So in July, the show ended August 7th. I had already did 10 outlets. I was already in New York. So then post-show, um, I did press again. So with time my show finished, when I was off, if you Google my name, I was everywhere. So that gave me momentum, not only in the social space and the TV world, but just Google. I mean, I was I had like 80 publications with my name, and that brought that gave me some ammo in a social space and understanding like how this world works. And it put me ahead of a lot of my castmates and kept me rele relevant. But were you, why would you well say you, Oh, sorry. Why would you say you went on the show then? Did you go for love or these opportunities it, to build a different career for yourself? It was the universe. Like it what was does that mean, the universe. I look for it. It came to me. Yeah, was, but when you decided to go, what was your intention? My intention was why? Like, why is this show on my radar? Like, I'm big on manifestation. Like, even mm -hmm. you guys, I've done multiple Bachelor interviews. So, but my name is still in that, in that vortex, right? I'm looking at it like, okay, I can't say no to this opportunity because I've never seen anything like this. How do I know what's on the other side of this door? So I must say yes. And, and it was my whole intention was like, I have to figure out why am I here? And to make things even better, I saw Rachel Lindsay training in my gym the week before I was supposed to see her. Oh, that's so funny. And it was actually, I think it was the week of, because my birthday is March 9th. The show, I left for the show March 13th. And she was training in my gym. Shouts out to Elon Gale, his trainer in North Hollywood. And it was just like, I looked at her. I was like, Rachel, I see you. She didn't, but I was speaking to her as if I knew her. I gave her a high five and I was looked at her in the eyes and I said, I see you soon. She's like, huh? Excuse me? Like, I She's like, got it. And if you go to my season, remember, I saw her on AFR. Yes. Yeah. What's meant to be will be. It's a miracle season. Looking forward to see you. Boom. But if you go to the episode, day one, getting out of the limo, you really read my lips. I ask her, why do I keep seeing you? She's like, I don't know. You tell me. So that was my third time seeing her. So I already knew it wasn't up to me. It was the universe aligning the dots for my life and my career and what I was supposed to be. And I feel like Rachel was the woman the universe chose for me to get me to where I needed to go in, in life on the other side. So I always say, you know, I'm so thankful for the opportunity for ABC, Rachel Lindsay, and everything that went on. Of course, I had to be present and do the work and be available, but there's so many things that was in my favor that helped me get to where I'm at today. Did you ever see an engagement with Rachel though? Like once you, Rachel got you there and that's who you were yeah. you know, on the show so, with at the time. I wasn't into her when I first met her. I'm like, ah, she's cool. You know, like I wasn't like, oh my God, I didn't feel that. But you know, I'm, I'm into astrology. I'm a Pisces, she's a Taurus, so I, I knew we would get along. 
And it wasn't until over over time, I was like, wow, I'm falling for this girl. And I okay. in that moment, I realized anybody can be the one in life. But we live in this yeah. world where jumping ship and everyone has all these options. We was in a process where she was our only focus as the men in the house. And we didn't have a phone. We didn't have no distractions. And we just built this momentum because at one, like week three, I think we're going to Hilton Head in South Carolina. I, I was ready to go home and quit. I wasn't feeling it. And then that's when I had a turning point and I started realizing like, okay, I'm understanding this, this show, what it's about and how I need to move maneuver in this, this game of the bachelorette and bachelor, because it's a, I was being so serious and deep up front because I was so afraid to be rejected and go home. And I had to learn there was a pace to it. Like have fun, talk about the environment, enjoy, be charming, loosen up, relax, don't be so serious. But that, you know, that's fear and insecurities because there's so much uncertainty. And from there, we just build momentum. And I think we're in Oslo, Norway. I forgot we were, yeah, I think, yeah, we're in Norway. I think we had like a hand mitten contest when we was in like our uh, wrestling like attire. And from there, I was like, okay. I think I got something and we started building and it just, it was great. It was beautiful. So then were you surprised when you got sent home? Yeah. Yeah. You were. Body was surprised. So the amazing thing about life, I always call it the laws of polarity, right? Duality. The entire season, role ceremony, I was so tense. I was so, I mean, everybody was. When you're in a role ceremony and Chris Harrison comes out with their roles, you just like it's the way it looks and feels is the way it might it feels in your body and that was the first time the entire season I didn't have no butterflies I was not nervous I'm like I know I'm not going home <laughs> you know like I felt for sure I was going to the next phase and when I went home I was just like huh but Here's the thing. I knew two weeks prior she wasn't going to pick me. My intuition told me that. I knew it. But I then you fine. were still surprised when you got sent home. And what happened at that moment. Oh, right? okay. Because yeah. just had eight. So i never forget it. He's like, uh, sorry, Eric. Say your goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. So, right. And then it is so interesting because I guess they wanted me to be like, really upset and like crying. I'm like, I didn't feel that emotion. Rachel and I actually at that moment, we were joking. Like as she was walking me to the the, the truck, the SUV, I was like, you wanna dance? <laughs> you wanna get in? Like we were, we were having fun and it was, it was, it was a good moment. Afterwards, you know, some of the producers, even a the therapist, she was like, I'm so shocked. We're, we're all shocked that she sent you home at this moment. Cause we had like this kinder spirit. Like we were like best friends. That's yeah. why I at the end like I'd rather you be happy with or without me mm-hmm. you know I want you to be happy because I understood what I signed up for right. so I was disappointed of course but I wasn't like butt hurt I just realized like damn but because Brian had momentum the entire show there was no shock I mean he got the first impression everybody knew day one oh he's top two he's top four no matter what mm-hmm. Peter situation that's where it was like rocky because it was really between them two i think i was uh 
what's the terminology? I think I was the shocker. I think everybody was surprised. Well, so in regards to Brian and Peter, did you you see anyone else that you thought would be a front runner or were they always the two that were kind of standing out? I think, I think if it wasn't for Will sending himself home, I probably wouldn't be in a position I'm in, to be honest, because Mm -hmm. I think Will felt like he didn't have a connection with Rachel. Um, and I think she was into him maybe more than me. I can't really, I can't really say she was. I just yeah. think he would have had more momentum than I would, but he sent himself home. So I think that kind of pushed me ahead and put me in a position to be there. Uh, but other than that, I didn't see anybody else that would have made, you know, momentum the way I or Brian or Peter did. It was yeah. like given at that point. Totally. P- the Peter breakup is like, in my opinion, one of the most like gut wrenching, sad breakups in the history of the show. It's <laughs> um, iconic. So iconic. Do you think that Peter and Rachel would have worked out in the real world? See, I don't know their relationship on the show, but. I can tell that I don't want to say it wouldn't have worked out. I just think there were some type of challenges there with, uh, with both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe could have been um, ego thing or who's in control. Um, Cause they're both entrepreneurs, independent. Um, Peter has his own, you know, fitness brand and company. And Rachel is a, boss woman and has several things going on so i think i felt that could be a problem or a challenge but outside of that i'm not sure i can't say no but i knew from watching it um there was some type of chemistry to end peter's the pisces so you know yeah. there's that astrology factor again totally yeah yeah would you ever go back on the show again i know so the last time you were on was on paradise what yeah. have they asked you and would you ever say yes Post Paradise, I haven't gotten asked to. I think they was trying to get me in Canada. Okay. Canada, me, but they wasn't trying to pay. I'm like, I'm not going to Canada for for free. I already. Wait, did they don't three- pay for the Canada Bachelor in Paradise. I can't say they don't pay everybody. I, I believe some people might get paid, but they said they didn't have a big budget. Um, but if they ask me to be the Bachelor, I'm all in. I mean, because I've done every show, so at this point. Why would I say no? No, I'm totally. already already been in the game of the bachelor world and trying to find love. So it wouldn't. I just didn't. I can't see me saying no, unless I had some real strong suitors in the real world that I'm dating. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would go on if it was that uh, paradise. I would like to say if I had a role like Wells, like make me like an uh, inspirational coach or uh, mm-hmm. a relationship. Uh, expert in that moment of what decisions to make because it's intense. It's an intense process. It's overwhelming. It's, it drains your energy. It's not easy digging on TV, uh, yeah. but you learn a lot about yourself. So it's always it has its benefits. Yeah. Would you t- touch a little bit about like the money component for Canada's paradise? Would you, our listeners are so interested in the money aspect of paradise. Would you be willing to talk about how much they offered you when you went on? For the American one, uh, just know you get a paid. You get paid by the day, 
So just think you're getting a uh, per diem every day, as long as you. I can't. You, I don't want to price because everybody price is different. It's all about negotiation at this point. No, I know that's so, what we've realized, which I think is why listeners find it so interesting. Is because like some people just stick with the standard. I think it's like four hundred dollars a day or something. Yeah. But we've heard from other people who are like more in demand for a storyline or something. They can end up getting a lot more. So it's pretty oh, interesting. That's true. Yeah, it's all about negotiation and who you are and what you are in that world. I mean, mm -hmm. the Nick Vows and uh, Colton Underwoods and all these guys who became the Bachelors, I'm pretty sure they didn't go in there for 400. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we haven't had talked to Nick or Colton yet, but I'm assuming yeah. it's up there with, with, I think Blake Horseman is the most that we've heard so far and Tenley, which was pretty random, but what the girl Blake can say? negotiate. Sorry, go ahead. What did Blake say? He got 800 a day and he was there for a while. So I believe it, it. it's interesting because some people get it per day and then some people have negotiated like a lump sum that even if they go home on day one, it's like 10K. Oh, wow. OK, I didn't yeah, know that. I don't listeners find it really interesting. So I always ask people hey, so um, money being there for I think it was there 17 days. I made some good money. Yeah, no, that uh, is a long time. Yeah, I was there until like the week before it ended. Uh but yeah, it's 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 really a, up to your negotiation um capacity, <laughs> which you can yeah. get, which you're worth getting at the time. But overall, I think the experience trumps the money because you're oh. never getting experience anywhere else in life on any other show, uh, in that way, because it's such a big show at that time of the year, summertime, and. It's fun. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise is more fun than a Bachelorette. It looks really fun. I always like, thought it would be really fun. And to go. The post, like the reunion to the partying to hanging out, going out, like it's it's a thing. Like it's it's a fun experience. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite moment from your time filming Paradise? I think when I went home, I had an out of body experience. You know, what do I was you like, mean? like it was like I was seeing myself in the exit phase of the show. Like I was sending myself home. People were crying. My producer was crying. I was crying. Like it was like, it was one of those things where that's the thing the show didn't, some people might've seen it. I, I really gave them everything I had in me and mm -hmm. they didn't show parts of my relationship or my time there that would make sense for that. But it was a lot. I gave everything I had and, you know, people were crying. Like, it was like, and my producer's like, to be honest, when you left, all the sparks were gone. Like, there was no, we wrapped probably like three or four days after that. We had really like a week and a half, but after you left, it was like the energy, that spark was gone. So it was, it was intense and it was a fun experience, but it was a challenging one. Totally. Were, when you were on the show, was there ever anything that you like witnessed in real life that played out totally differently on TV oh, yeah. or, yeah, can you give an example? In paradise. Well, you know, when I told Angela I'm all in and I'm not going to mm -hmm. jump and I went against my word, but it wasn't about me going against my word because I can change my mind. It was totally. about what I felt on our date that made me change my mind. And you don't see that on TV. You see me. Looking like an asshole. You look crazy. You're, you know, you just look like the villain. Um, you're like this bad guy. And it stomachs me because I knew on the show at the time, I was telling my producer, I was like, listen, let me go talk to Angela 
He's like, no, trust me, you'll be fine. I, we good. I'm like, listen, I hope this is not good. I'm going to look crazy. So when the show came out, I looked crazy. And I was like, this is what I was telling you guys at the beach. You didn't want to listen to me. So I they know- didn't let you talk to Angela one last time? Or what do you say? Before I made a decision to go on a date, I didn't get to talk to her. So say you and I were dating um, and then a new girl came in. I just said yes without having a conversation with you. So I right. looked crazy. Yeah. And then apologized on the show. Me and Angela had a great conversation. We hugged it out. It was it was amazing. They don't show that. Mm-hmm. So the character of that time, I was the villain, and which I appreciate because I was able to get another perspective of America and how people look at you on the show. And it was weird. I, I got gained more followers being a villain than I was the fan favorite, which was yeah. odd. Yeah. But it was good to have, you know, both parts to know, like, okay. America is real. They love you. They hate you too. They love you again. <laughs> no, for sure. Was that frustrating though, that they wouldn't, cause you know, like they obviously are trying to paint this narrative as they're filming. That's why they're not letting you like go talk to Angela in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I was very upset. I took it very personal. And then I realized, mm-hmm. Eric, this is a business at the end of the day, get out your feelings. And that's why I try to tell people, I get it. You want different things to happen and different people to be the lead of the show it's business when it come down to it it's just business hard as it sounds that's just what it's about it's a numbers game i mean that's like a good attitude to have about it because i know some people really take it personally into heart and then like internalize you know what the show has made them out to be yeah i've trust me i've been there i've done it but once i understood that like it's, it's business you have a better experience you don't take totally. it so. Yeah. Well, so in modern day, you've turned your bachelorette catchphrase into literally an entire business. Can you yeah. please tell us about what you do now? <laughs> well, it's miracle season is a metamorphosis, a transformation, um, a process to evolve and enhance yourself, your soul. And like you said, it's turned into his life of its own. Um, I have merch, it's Miracle Season merch, hoodies, hats, mugs. I should be wearing a shirt now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a thing. I have my Miracle Season coaching, one-on-one coaching that I do. Where I coach people in life um, to help them understand themselves better, develop their mindset, and improve their emotional intelligence. Um, and outside of that, I'm a big advocate for like mental health um, and suicide prevention just really anything that's adding value to humanity, uh, to making people better and for them to be well. And also have an app. It's Miracle Season app. You know, you go, go download the app, get it. And uh, I talk about, you know, the mind. We got workouts. I have a savings challenge going on right now. Um, and a lot of other things that um, consist of evolving your life and your livelihood. But I think it's Miracle Season in general is a mantra, a healing mantra. And then when you say it, you feel good. You can't feel bad saying it's miracle season and everyone is a miracle living. And I just want people to experience miracles in their life by understanding who they are through their perspective and their own eyes. You know, mm-hmm. like some people, they get a lot of followers, they make money, you know, it's, it's amazing. But I think people forget how it started and where it started and how you got in this position. And I'm one who never forget who is who and what is what. So I would yeah. never act like ABC didn't put me in a beautiful place to be who I am today. So 
and even you know she is all batch like even this podcast thank you that was very inspirational i feel like i'm at a loss of words now after hearing all <laughs> of that um so where can people so you said there there's an app for it's miracle season and where else can they like find out more about the business yeah download the app is, is on all platforms uh i have several books out i have um, transformation book change your mindset change your energy change your life it's a workbook 28 days to reclaim your power uh i wrote it with uh castmate chris randon so you can get that off oh, of amazon love chris he's he's been on yeah. the show before too he's great and then I have a quote book, a uh, hundred days of wisdom, a hundred quotes to live a more inspired life. And you can just go to my Instagram at Eric Bigger, click the link and everything's available. Follow me, DM me, let's talk. We actually can go live <laughs> on right. Instagram, talk about all the things. And I just want people to know that just because people are on TV and they have followers and fame, we are real people that have real experiences that go through real things just like anybody else in the world. And it's not easy, even if it might seem that way for some of us. It's challenging. Actually, it's more pressure than not for some. So I, I want people to know that don't put us, the people from the reality, on a pedestal where you forget that we're just like you. <laughs> we get up, we cry, we hurt, uh, we have mental challenges, physical, personal things that we might not discuss, but we go through just like any human being. And uh, it's a real thing. And I always tell people, they always laugh. I was like, I want to tell you guys something that reality TV, The Bachelor is probably more real than some of people's lives out there living. Because about the show, you can't really mask your real self. When it gets to like the end point, because you get exposed, body language, someone knows when you're lying. And, mm-hmm. uh, and most people in the real world, no one is completely showing up authentically themselves when they're on dating apps or dating. They're playing a game, you know, to get where they want to go. Maybe some, but reality TV exposes a lot of you know, insecurities, uh, the ways about yourself, and it's it's tough, so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, you learn a lot about yourself too. I'm sure like it's not normal to sit in a room and always be answering questions about your feelings, but I feel like it's probably very insightful doing that for hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I learned so much about myself that my producer was like, Hey man, listen, nobody wants to date a a therapist. Like you asking her all these questions and you're not relating. I'm like, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) Yeah. But I didn't know it was a blind spot. I wasn't aware. But I learned totally, from- yeah. Or, you know, he's like, you know, when you're speaking to women, you should kind of smile. I'm like, why? I'm I'm really engaged. Like, you look like you're upset. Mm-hmm. And then I flip for an episode. I'm like, ah, oh, you kind of look intense, but I'm really just listening. And so these things you learn about yourself that are really good for your life. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time getting up and at it super early for anyone who is listening. So Eric's in LA, we're in New York and he has like beat us to the punch today, was up at 5 a.m., did a workout, did this interview at 6.30 for us. It's 9.30 and we're like struggling with our coffee. But um, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. It's miracle season. I appreciate your platform and this opportunity to speak my truth and reality on the (laughs) Bachelor app. So thank you. It's been amazing. 
And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, rate us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave a nice review and subscribe so you never miss any future episode. You can literally subscribe or follow and it will just pop up on your phone on Thursday at midnight and it's just such a lovely treat. My favorite day of the week is actually Thursdays because our new episode comes out and if that's like not enough for you guys, join all of our other communities. We have a Facebook group which is like a lot of great people who love the show and we have a Patreon now where there's so much bonus content and way more to come. We have a lot more planned in the next few weeks and including the Holly and Michael reunion that has been highly anticipated. Holly mm-hmm. and Michael reunite for the first time in 10 years and share behind the scenes tea. We find out like what really happened to them when they were in bachelor pad while Holly was dating Blake, but like making out with Michael crazy stuff, really good juicy tea that's coming on the she's all batch Patreon in the next week or so. Yes. And buy her merch. It's limited time only, guys. You're only going to be able to buy it this week. And then it's literally gone forever. So figure it out. I think everyone in your family, I think Grandpa Joe, like, needs a She's All Batch sweatshirt. Just buy it for literally. Oh, yes. You should give Sheila a She's All Batch sweatshirt and be like, I know you've been spying on me. It's my Dame Products vibrator that I heard about from the She's All Batch podcast. So here, here's a sweatshirt so you never forget. Yeah. And then she'll be like, okay, I'll be just watching you from my kitchen now in my sweatshirt. Exactly. So you'll really like get Sheila at bay, which is important, you know? Just Speaking of Dane place. products, you can go to daneproducts.com slash she's all batch and get 15% off site-wide all of their amazing sex toys. You can go to framebridge.com to frame some photos, put your memories on your actual walls and don't just keep them on your phone, guys. You can go to edituecom slash she's all batch for free shipping and 20% off the softest, most luxurious, silkiest sheets I've ever slept on. That is not a lie. It is amazing. Go treat yourself and save the world while doing it. And then go treat yourself and work on your inner self. Go to betterhelp.com slash she's all badge for 10% off your first month of therapy services. I think that's it. Is that it? I think. Oh no, you can follow us actually. Oh, and do that too. Yeah. Follow (laughs) us at she's all badge at Jackie Maroney underscore. And then I think that's it. Also, if you get one of the merch, like, no, it's not it. We're just going to keep talking because honestly, there's a few of you that stay till the end. And this is our secret club at the end. Only a few of us are here. We're like the cool kids, you know? Anyways. um, So if you get a piece of the merch and you wear it and take a picture, tag us in it. And Mm -hmm. we want to share and let everyone see how hot you look in your She's All Batch merch. I feel fucking hot in my thought sweatshirt. I mean, I'm sorry. Those photos of us on the bed, my husband, I sent my husband a picture and he goes, are you sure shooting for porn? Like, why are you dressed like that? And I'm like, I am fully covered, sir. I know. It's like, sir, we're literally wearing sweatshirts up to our necks. What do you mean? They're just hot sweatshirts. We can't control it. I can't control that the thoughts are hot. Exactly. So he's just not a girl that gets it. No, he will not be wearing a thought sweatshirt. But you know, but maybe he should actually get him. Well, we want to actually get one for... Ben Higgins, the original Thoughts, but all of the Thoughts sweatshirts have um, pink. But I think that's fine. I think we can still send it to him. Okay. If he's a true man and a true Thoughts, he'll wear it. Okay. All right. Now I think that's it. I think that's it. Bye, bitches.